Hi, I'm Greg, the host of the Patient Advocate Podcast. On this podcast, I interview patient advocates. Patient advocates are professionals that help their clients navigate our complex healthcare system to achieve their goals. Whether it's dealing with a cancer diagnosis or creating a care plan for mom, patient advocates can provide a broad range of help and ensure that their clients feel supported every step of the way. This week, we're speaking with Cheryl Sharon. Cheryl is a professional independent patient advocate and the founder of Baby Boom Health, based in Raleigh, North Carolina. We'll share Cheryl's contact information in the show notes. Before we jump into the episode, a quick word from our sponsor, Mara. Mara is a website that people who need help navigating the healthcare system for themselves or someone they love can use to find and hire a patient advocate. Learn more at MyMara, that's M-Y-M-A-R-R-A, MyMara.com. Okay, let's get to the show. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I'd love to begin with you telling me a bit about your background. Well, Greg, uh, first, thank you for inviting me on this uh, call, and it's certainly my pleasure. Um, I've been a registered nurse for well over 30 years. Um, as a woman, you know, I don't want to divulge my real age, <laughs> but um, I've had a very diverse experience in, in my career. Um meaning that I, I have a lot of different experience, one in managing a physician's office practice for 18 years. Um, then I went into disease management programs telephonically. So I was um, helping members of an insurance company um, throughout the, the United States. Then moved to United Healthcare in their care coordination division, helping them develop a program that would enhance their members' health which I absolutely loved because we're being proactive uh, versus reactive, Mm. uh, which, of course, medicine is is basically reactive. Uh, The problems occurred. Then I went from there into short-term rehabilitation centers and long-term care uh, arena. And I've been in that arena, was in that arena from 2003 to 2014 in various capacities, sales and marketing, um, helping out with um, educating the clinical teams, the nurses, uh, CNAs, and so on, and then in the operations uh, department. From there, I went into, um, I became an independent nurse consultant, and I realized that throughout my entire career, going back to when I was a student regist- uh, student nurse, sure. I um, was always advocating for the patients, always. And always seemed to be that liaison between the patient, the family, the doctor, and so on. And I decided at that point that, you know, this is something that is so needed with the way our healthcare system has been uh, changing so quickly. Doctors don't have the time to um, spend with their patients and really give them that one-on-one. So patients are leaving frustrated. And I, I saw that there's gaps in, in, in their medical care and a lot of frustration, and I decided to go out on my own and become a private patient advocate. Wow. So it was really that that realization that there was that opportunity there to increase the quality of care and kind of bridge that gap that inspired you to make that leap, it sounds. Correct. Wow. Correct. wow. And it's been very, yeah, very rewarding. It's funny, Greg, because 
back in 2002 when I was doing disease management and I was helping out a group of, of uh, state and federal employees in New York State. And at the time I was living in Orlando, Florida. And I, I was helping them with what was called at that point a HIP program, which was a Medicare program that was helping them uh, paying for their medical. And I just had, it was like a medical telemarketer. I just had a, a list of names, phone numbers, which I would have to call these individuals, introduce myself, and it was like walking into uh, a patient in the ER. I never knew what I was going to get and have to help them with whatever was on their mind that day. That right. was not the intent of the call. The intent was probably to find out, you know, were they getting the care? Did they get their medications? And, and so on. And looking for gaps in care. So that truly was um, a, a fabulous role that I played. Unfortunately, it wasn't funded, um, and so that role ended. But it, So everything that I have done in looking back in my career has been stepping stones and giving me that experience to now truly be able to help uh, pretty much anyone anywhere in the United States. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious uh, if you could define what a patient advocate is. Uh, I know there's a lot of definitions, but from your perspective, what is a patient advocate? A patient advocate is, is my definition. Um, and, and as I said, yes, there's a lot of definitions. But someone who is um, compassionate, driven, an active listener, knowledgeable and has experience in the healthcare arena um, and is a person that you can trust and align yourself and, and be proud to say this I'm giving I'm asking this person to help me be my spokesperson mm -hmm. and, and generally um, it, it comes at a time in your life when you really don't you really need somebody and you really don't know which way to turn for whatever reason could be you're dealing with your parents and you're out of state. Could be you're dealing with yourself and issues you were just given a diagnosis. So it, it really and truly is hard to define because there's so many avenues. But um, what a patient advocate does is it helps the patient communicate with their health care providers so that that person can get the information they need to make the decisions about their health that, and giving them that information that aligns with their health care goals. Um, they also, patient advocates can help set up appointments with doctors. Um, they can attend doctors' visits with their clients. Um, they can explain medical tests or treatment plans and give that individual the risk and benefit as, as to making that decision yes or not making that decision um, objectively and without judgment. Because ultimately, when I tell all of my clients, you're the boss. I work for you. You mm -hmm. tell me what you need, and I will deliver, you know, uh, the services that you're, that, uh, you're requesting sure. in the best uh, possible way that I can. Um, we can also, patient advocates also work with insurance companies. There's uh, patient advocates that are more financially, um, have more financial experience, and can help with, um, answering questions on their their insurance, their billings, their explanation of benefits, um, maybe overbilling, um, hospital bills, what have you. So, it's, again, a patient advocate, they, they wear a lot of hats, 
my, I caution my clients, make sure you know what your needs are and to make sure your needs align with the person that you're going to hire, that they can be the best person to advocate for you. They can work as a liaison between family members, uh, the doctors, and, and I do a lot of that when after a call or even during a call, they'll put me on a conference. They'll conference me in while the patient's in the exam room with the doctor, hmm. and I may be speaking on the patient's behalf, explaining to the physician what the patient is um, going through, what they've experienced, or at least listening to what the doctor is saying, and after the call, set up a time with my client and explain exactly what the doctor said and what it means and answer any questions that they may have. So the biggest, I feel the, the most important part of a patient advocate is to, to give that client the support and guidance that they need. And, and I also work with a lot of clients who are alone. They no longer have family members, uh, don't have children, or opt not to get their children involved and, and need just that person to help give that guidance and support that they're looking for. Wow, that's great. I love that summary, support and guidance. Um, thank you for bringing me through all of that. Um, and to help uh, paint a, a really clear picture for someone who's listening, who's trying to understand if this is uh, a good option for them, um, and without sharing any personal detail, details, obviously, I'm curious if you could mm -hmm. tell me about uh, an example where you were able to help somebody provide that and provide that support and guidance. Uh, I'd be happy to. And this was an individual who was not in my area, was out of state, who called me um, very upset, uh, very angry, absolutely has lost trust in the medical profession, and, and pretty much desperate, depressed, and was going into surgery the next day. So this, you talk about a crisis. Hmm. <laughs> it was a Monday and Tuesday she scheduled for surgery. Wow. Um, we spoke. And I, I answered her questions, and I, you know, asked her what she was looking for. Another, what I, when I'm interviewing um, a client, potential client, they're also interviewing me, and I want to be sure that, that I can meet their expectations. It's very important. So I'm certainly not going to give anybody fault. So, so in this case, as I said, she, and, and certainly had lost all trust in the medical profession. Um, we spoke. She hung up. She was going to make up her mind. Called again, wanted me to talk to her son who was living uh, on the uh, other side of the coast, other coast. And I spoke with him. Long story short, by 5:30 that evening, she had hired me. Hmm. So he quick got the contract out to her, and she went through her surgery. Well, this was only a small piece of of what she was going through. We got her through the surgery; she recovered well, and then. One, uh, she had a lot of, of comorbidities, and one thing led to another. How I was the most instrumental in turning her life around for the better, she had a very uh, rare skin condition on her lower extremities. Her legs were um, very swollen. Um, they had sores on them, very painful. And unfortunately, Greg, every time this poor woman, they went to a different physician or, God forbid, had to go to the emergency room, she was misdiagnosed. She would go in for, say, um, a stomach ailment. They would focus on her legs, which had been diagnosed at Mayo Clinic in, in Minnesota, 
and years ago, and invariably they would miss the diagnosis, misdiagnose her, put her on antibiotics, and they they would her as having cellulitis. Wow. Well, of course, if she does truly have cellulitis, that is the the, the treatment course is to give um, antibiotics. But that wasn't her diagnosis. That wasn't the proper diagnosis. So this went on and on and on. She was getting worse and worse. She was developing lymphedema. Um, and as I said, it was difficulty now for her to even um, walk around. She was having to use a walker um, and, and becoming more and more discouraged as the time went on. She was this individual back in for this problem. I'd say back in uh, April of, of I'm not going to say the year. By October of that same year, after we exhausted every every possibility in this individual's area, we were able to, along with a family member of hers, and I worked in tandem with her, uh, to get a consultation at Duke Hospital in, in Durham, North Carolina. I uh, met the woman for the very first time in person at Duke. And that started the, the treatment plan that changed this woman's life. So for one month, she stayed in the Durham market. And every day for 30 days, I met her at the clinic. And the physician there um, knew all about the skin condition. He devised a treatment plan. And again, remember, she's very skeptical and she wasn't, tr- she wasn't able to trust anybody. Sure. But she did trust what he was saying, and she trusted me. So what what we did um, is we went through the the treatment plan. She agreed to it, and she adhered to it, and I was with her every step of the way. She discharged home. Um, The doctor made a recording of how to to wrap her legs because that's what needed compression, along with this uh, certain medications that they were putting on the legs for her daughter to do, who her daughter was a nurse, and get her back home, into back into her surroundings. She's now seeing this physician every six months. I'm happy to say that I rarely talk to this individual on a medical basis. I, I always follow up with my clients just as a, a courtesy to see how they're doing and just to make sure everything is going well. Mm-hmm. And it, she's a different person. She's traveling. She's ambulatory. She's walking around. She's not having to use a walker, and she has a quality of life back. And, and so that was uh, one of my many success stories, but that, that was a tough one because this whole experience, through being able to regain her trust in the medical pro- profession. Wow. Wow. That, it, really yeah, it, did- was, it was it was huge. <laughs> yeah, it really does reflect uh, what you said earlier around support and guidance. And uh, I appreciate you you sharing that with me. That's an incredible story. Um, my last couple of questions here. So what would be some questions that someone could ask themselves to determine if they could benefit from advocacy? Do you have maybe two or three in mind that you would suggest someone to go through internally? Uh, it, it, actually, I got more than two or three, but yes, yeah. first <laughs> And foremost, um, as I had mentioned before, is really know what what you what are you looking for? What are your needs? Mm-hmm. 
And once you determine that, that will help guide you to the type of a patient advocate that you need um, or that you're looking for that can best, you know, meet your expectations. Generally, what brings a person to even think about a patient advocate is fear, uncertainty, doubt, uh, emotional and physical exhaustion, and uh, they're confused, they're overwhelmed. I mean, there's so much going on with them that talking to a patient advocate, you've got to have that, um, that trust and you have to have that chemistry with that person that you can say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. I need someone to be my voice. Here's what I, without judging my decision, because sometimes they won't have their families doing it because they're afraid their families are going to be making decisions that they want done mm-hmm. and not what the, the actual, their actual mother, father, sister, brother. Um, that's not their health care goals. Sure. They may be, you know, they, they may be given up. They may say enough is enough. I've suffered enough. I want just a comfortable end to my life. But as a, a child, you know, it's my mother or father, it's hard, our selfish side, hard for them to, to give up and say, no, no, you need to try this. You need to try that. So, again, everybody's different. You need to know what you're looking for, what you want that patient advocate to do for you and accomplish for you. That's great. And that brings me to my last question. So do you have any suggestions of where people can learn more about patient advocacy? You know, it's a, it's a new concept. And um, I'm a member of, of two organizations that um, why I joined them is because they, they truly um, adhere to a, a code of conduct and professional standards. Uh, so there's certain criteria. It's not just, oh, I'm going to join this society and sure. or this organization, and I'm going to be a patient. They they do a, a thorough um, investigation and make sure that you meet all the parameters that um, they have in place. And one is what the, the initials are, APHA, the Alliance of Professional Health Advocates. And the other is NAHAC, the National Association of Healthcare Advocacy. And, and again, um, I'm very proud to be members of both these organizations um, because I, I feel like when somebody goes there and they're giving my, you know, my profile is, is on their website, um, I'm very honored to have it there because they've done their due diligence in, in looking over my uh, background making sure I have the proper insurance and making sure that, you know, I'm adhering to the code of conduct that they uphold and I'm upholding it. Perfect. Thank you so much for those links. And I'll be sure to put those into the show notes as well. Um, Cheryl, it's been great to speak with you today. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. And hopefully we can talk again soon. My pleasure. Greg. Have a great day. Thank you.